Yes, it looks red. Okay, welcome back, everybody, to part two of the 80s Punk Tournament. That's my son, Soren. He's hanging out with me as I put the finishing touches on this edit. Uh, not much to say. If you're here and haven't listened to part one, then go back to last week and listen to that first. But we'll jump back into it here with Sam. Next up, Bad Brains versus Adolescence. We got banned in D.C. from Bad Brains up first. Damn, yeah. Just a spitfire, straight-ahead bullet train there. Yeah, and also you skip through the beginning, which I make sense for the 30 seconds, but that whole build-up to that dude, ooh, ooh. Up against, though, another cool track, Amoeba by yep, Adolescence. I knew it was going to be Amoeba. Uh-huh. In our lab, looking through the microscope. The little glass sides, they never lie. How can this fall my clothes? I've never seen anything like it before. This amoeba's got a mind of its own. But don't turn your back to stupid science world. This is reaching for the telephone. Oh, it's bad brains. Yeah, it's bad brains. But amoeba is a cool song. It's just, I mean, as a kid, it was like, okay, this is, it, it ruled, obviously, but you hear it now and it, it's kind of hokey, you know? And again, they were children. Yeah, I mean, well, a lot, most of the people here are. Maybe no track in this entire tournament will have been written and recorded by someone with a fully connected prefrontal cortex. That just might be zero of the songs. Well, I think Bad Brains were all men. Okay, but that's like, for males, it's like 28. Sure, that's fair, yeah. I hear between those two tracks, the East Coast, West Coast difference. I do too, man. Yeah. I hear the DC scene in Bad Brains. It's the style of recording is more um, glued together. It's more lo-fi. It's more Velvet Underground, frankly, which is that also East Coast kind of lineage. And the West Coast thing you hear in adolescence, it sounds a little bit like poor man's descendants, honestly. Yeah. And also, I think that there was just more money in these like Tony, because I mean, I think that I can't remember. I get them all mixed up in my head, but I know that like the adolescents and uh, they had they had access to better recording equipment. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't always help, you know, like there's help, something yeah. about the minor threat, bad brains, rights of spring recordings that I don't know that that real warm glued together, you know, four track in a garage kind of a thing. Kind of, it it serves some of the songs. It doesn't it doesn't always, and and you get, you do get records that probably just sound like shit, and they're not yeah. the ones that we listen to today, forty years later, you mm-hmm. know. But the ones that we do listen to, there is something kind of special about it. 
Also, Bad Brains played that song faster live. <laughs> like, Unbelievable. I remember, remember seeing bootlegs of them playing live and you're like, oh my God, I wish that I could experience this without knowing what they look like. Because back in the day when I first heard about Bad Brains, it was like, I, I didn't know what they look like, you know? And then you see them finally and you're like, oh my God. Yeah, they're basically Rastafarians. Yeah. Uh, well, they were, they literally were Rastafarians and they look it, right? Yeah, but also HR's doing backflips, you know? <laughs> like, it's crazy. Let's, I found a YouTube clip of them playing that song live at nice. CBGB in 1982. Let's, let's see what it sounds like. Hell yeah. I guess that's the other part of the song. Let's, let's find the fast part and see if they're, by the way, did you see yourself? I know. Uh, yeah. A large, yeah. <laughs> a large mohawked white yeah. man on uh-huh. the stage. Um, okay. Uh, let's hear the, the fast part and see if they're even faster. Okay, I'm clocking that at 182 BPM. I got a little, I got a little BPM finder. Let's go back to the recording. That's 167. They're playing at a full 15 BPM faster. Oh my gosh, that's so fast. Bad brains, way to go, guys. All right, adolescents, we'll see you later. Also, I saw Adolescents play uh, well, like, I don't know, eight years ago, and the singer's son was on lead guitar. He was like 15, and he was ripping, and that was pretty cool. I liked that. That's really cool. Okay, next up, Suicidal Tendencies versus Bad Religion. Here is Institutionalized by yep. Suicidal Tendencies. Sometimes I try to do things, and it just doesn't work out the way I want it to, and I get real frustrated. They're like... I try hard to do it, and I like take my time, but it just doesn't work out the way I want it to. It's like I concentrate on real hard, but it just doesn't work out. And everything I do and everything I try, it never turns out. It's like I need time to figure these things out. There's always someone there going, hey Mike, you know, we've been noticing you've been having a lot of problems lately, you know? Maybe get away. And like, maybe you should talk about it, you'll feel a lot better. What an interesting, crazy, a crazy song. Yep. Up against you. Off No Control by Bad Religion. It's made of candy canes and planes and fried red ginger trains And the meanest little boys must visit little girls And you know, I wish that I could go there It's a road that I have not found And I wish you the best of luck here Drop card or letter on my side of town Cause there's no time for busting and fighting, my friend But baby, I'm amazed at the hate that you could send at you And love bad religion man so this is where this is where we depart from each other it might be where i use my first veto we'll see let's see what are you gonna do so both of these bands i have a hard time taking seriously mm-hmm. because of formative memories of people who were really into these bands <laughs> you know what i mean that's a very real phenomenon absolutely yeah like suicidal guys it's like you think this is the hardest shit ever Listen to Discharge, okay? Like, there's harder bands than Suicidal, okay? So a lot of, like, my cousin, my older female cousins, their boyfriends would love Suicidal. And it's like, yeah. all right, dude, I can't I can't take you seriously. You're wearing a bandana, unironically, all right? <laughs> and then Bad Religion, there was just one kid that I grew up with who's a hell of a bass player who I'm still very good friends with who just, like, 
the end all be all was that bad religion t-shirt with the cross. Right. And he wore it every day and it smelled like fucking bong water and dog shit. So when I think of bad religion, <laughs> I think of my good friend Kevin Schultz just yeah. reeking in cars we were in together. So Yeah. And let, let me bring a little psychology into this, Sam, as yeah. is my as is my want. Disgust, the disgust module in yeah. in the human brain is incredibly powerful. In yeah. fact, it's the the same part of our psychology that, you know, we evolved to avoid like gore and rotted food. Mm-hmm. That same module gets enacted around racism and xenophobia and stuff like that. So if you have a disgust trigger with a band, like that shit sticks around. <laughs> so like bad yeah. religion is on an uphill battle if your buddy was was that disgusting. I have an olfactory sense memory aversion to yeah. bad religion, but that song is better than that suicidal song. It is better, and thank you for not. And you know me why? Use... You know why, Dan? Because of that simple one part in the in the the chorus where he's you. That's just a beautiful uh, line delivery. So yeah, that wins it for me. Next up, Dead Kennedys versus DRI. Here is Holiday in Cambodia. So you've been to school for a year or two, and you know you've seen it all. And that is coming, and you'll go far back east to time, don't crawl. Play a sneaky jazz with the radio snaz on your five-way stereo. Bragging that you know how the niggas feel cold and the sun's got so much so. It's time to taste what you Versus Thrash Hard by DRI. There's a king of fifty major jets and muscle taking shame and feel about the podcast. We'll be there ready to thrash. Bandits in the beginning range, no man's letting fuck the stage. Muscle bounces, look at the hair, fast before I do it. In the bit, the bit, the bit, the bit, in the bit. I think Dead Kennedy sound like a novelty surf band. Mm-hmm. I can't take his voice seriously. And also, growing up in Colorado, I went up to see him speak at CU Boulder and at, uh, you know, that hippie college they have up there. Mm-hmm. And he is so pretentious and up his own ass. But I mean, I got I I like Slayer, but that's not Slayer, so we'll give it to DK. But DK's days are numbered. Yeah, their their days are numbered. I also am not the biggest Jello Biafra fan, and his voice is so weird. But I do kind of like what's going on with the surf guitar in that and a handful of their other tracks. So we'll see how they fare. Uh, another band I did not really get into at the age that I was quote unquote supposed to as a, a young punk. But all right, I don't know anything about DRI. I don't even think I could have named them as a band, but that also might be just that I don't really have any thrash or metal kind of. I was surprised to see them in this bracket, but uh, DRI did lay down like the, we're going to play even faster than hardcore type thing. They went on to influence a lot of bands like, uh, like the Locust love DRI, um, Spaz love DRI. So they are an important uh, part of punk rock history, mm-hmm. but I think that what you played there was not one of their early things. I think that was like when, remember that band Gang Green from Boston? I don't think I know them. So Gang Green were just like a cool punk band, like a hardcore band, but then they ended up being like more, they 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 got a big deal and they ended up becoming like a hair metal band. And I think that's when DRI was uh, was 
more up their own ass. Yeah. Like, yeah. So anyway, DRI yeah. is cool. And I would probably, li- I'd rather listen to more DRI songs than DK, but in this instance, Dead Kennedy. Yep. And that's me coming from a place of not liking the Dead Kennedys. So yeah, for sure. Respect. Game respects game. Last matchup of round one, Circle Jerks versus TSOL. This is going to be interesting. Of this is a fun one. Yeah. Here's Wild in the Streets by Circle Jerks. Yep. Wild in the streets. Wild in the streets. In the heat of the summer, better call out a plumber. Turn on the steam cock, cool me off with a big crowd fighters and your newspaper writers. Still need a drug store to kill my buzz. Up against Code Blue by TSOL. Never got along with the girls at my school. Filling me up with all the morals and their rules. Upon all the problems on my head. I'd rather go out and fuck the dead. I can do what I want and it won't complain. I wanna fuck, I wanna fuck the dead. Probably the most similar bands that have gone up against each other thus far, like really coming out of the exact same soup uh, musically. Can I defer to you here? Because I know I know what I would pick, but yeah, you can defer to me. I think that I want to hear "Live Fast, Die Young" by Circle Jerks because I like that track, so we'll give it to them. But I it's know, really man. it's really a toss up. In that instance, that TSOL song does rule harder than that Circle Jerks song. Who's that Circle Jerks song for? It's not hard enough. It's like not poppy enough. It, it, yeah. it doesn't make sense for anyone who would be into their music. Well, you know what? Then let's give it to TSOL. No, and no, I'll no. Because I'm I'll with you. I also, you I also, wanna... <laughs> I want to see Circle Jerks match up with DK because I That's hate an... both of these bands. <laughs> <laughs> you want the spite matchup in round two? I do, dude. Yeah. Yeah. These Circle Jerks and TSOL both bands that like you see their patches on everybody's jackets at the punk show. Um, but again, I kind of missed. That world, I learned more about those bands, you know, from the decline of Western civilization documentary and some other stuff and some of those hardcore docs. It's really, to me, like that distilled, snotty L.A. version of what we're talking about, like really in its purest form. And TSOL's lead singer was like a grave robber. He would like dig people up like he was he was apparently a very bad guy. So. Great. Also, do you know what TSOL stands for? It's True Sounds of Liberty, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the most pretentious hardcore <laughs> name ever, dude. And then we also have DRI, Dirty Rotten Imbeciles, you know? so it's That's like, much more accurate, I think. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> they win the accurate acronym uh, side bet between those <laughs> yeah. two bands. Okay, we're into round two. Okay. Black Flag, Minutemen. Here is Six Pack from Damaged. Oh, interesting. Okay. Three black dogs and six back to my name. Six pack! Tell the rest of me, so who's the play? Six pack! They say I'm the fuck of all time. Six pack! What the dudes don't waste of time. Six pack! I know it'll be okay. I get a six pack in me. Alright! Up against. The Glory of Man by Minutemen. I live sweat, but a dream light years. 
I realize it's going to be tough for you to vote against the song whose lyrics are tattooed on your arm here. Yeah. You know what, dude? When you said six pack, I was excited because six pack is like if it was TV party, like there's some songs from Black Flag that are almost self parody. They're caricatures of hardcore songs. I think and I think that especially TV party, but to some degree, six pack is, is intended to be that way. As adults, I think it's very much easier to spot the artistic merit of that Minutemen song. But when I was fucking 16, dude, before I really like got into this shit, I mean, Six Pack pack got the party started. Yeah. But so I cannot objectively make this decision because Minutemen will just win out from here on out. So (laughs) I would I have to allow you to choose. My heart says Minutemen just in this instant song versus song. Uh But as a lad. I know that I would have taken six packs. So you have to make the call, Dan. You know, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to call Black Flag, not yeah. not because it's like necessarily better. I think Minutemen are doing, but it's just Minutemen are an awkward fit genre wise. And I'd rather hear like hardcore punk songs go up against each other. Let's play one more song by Minutemen as we do that. This is from the previous record. It's Joe McCarthy's Ghost. And it gets a little oh, closer yeah. to yeah. punk. Uh, let, let's just hear that, just to to give them a little more time. Can't really sure what the goddamn time of day. Can't take a turn with a fist of foreigner. I ain't gonna fight when they call out your number. Can't tell the line. Can't repeat what you've been told. Can't you bite the bullet? Can't you see the enemy? Can you point your finger? Can you prove your loyalty? I mean, they just are bucking everything because, like, there's no guitar even in that song. Like, it's just mm-hmm. bass and drums. They are just – they're playing shows with Black Flag and these other bands, but they are just not taking the bait. They're they're just – they're keeping themselves on the outside of it sonically. It's really fascinating to me. It doesn't quite do the same thing to me that the guitar-based punk bands do because that is kind of in my lifeblood you know, from growing up with it, I get why they're important to you and other people. And I'm, and I'm just, I guess I'm more intrigued by them than anything else. Yeah. I mean, dude, they, uh, in this bracket, they would have been, uh, they, they would have been the Yukon of the bracket, you know, they would have gone deeper than they should have. And, uh, yeah, I just can't, <laughs> I can't objectively say yeah. anything negative about Minutemen because sure. of how important they are. But yeah, in the hardy eighties, hardcore, like they ran into a buzzsaw, they ran into a dynasty. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you don't, if you're Purdue, you shouldn't lose the game. So yeah. Oh, uh, that breaks my heart real quick. I, I, I was doing a show in Mobile, Alabama in the basement of this place and upstairs was Mike Watt and the missing men. And I was doing stand up, and when I heard they were up there. I was like, look, as soon as I hear that fucking tune up, I'm going upstairs. So if I'm on here for 45 minutes, that's great. If I'm on here for 30, fucking keep the money. Like, I'm not going to miss <laughs> Missing Men to do the show for 12 yeah. people. All right. So I go up, I watch, I stand just in front of D Boone. Just this is the first time I ever saw D Boone, or not D Boone, sorry, Mike Watt. First time I ever saw them live, I'm standing there, tears running down my face. Yeah. After the show, Mike is selling his own merch and I go over there and I wait for everyone to clear out. And then I go up and I'm just like standing like six feet away from Mike Watt, like staring and crying. I look insane. So I finally walk up to Mike Watt at the end and I just like, Hey man, uh, I just like want to say like, you know, you, you like, uh, you, my life. And he's cuts me off and he says, I know big fella. 
I know. <laughs> and he just gives me a hug and he like holds me longer than he Aww, should. Yeah. And then he walks away. And yeah, like Mike Watt, D. Boone, George Hurley, they changed my life. And I just want to say thank you. That's awesome, man. Also, watch their movie, We Jam Econo. Watch that. It's the best. Okay. Add that to the docs list, listeners. Yeah. Okay, next up, Agent Orange versus Descendants. Here's Everything Turns Gray by Agent Orange. Things don't seem to be as easy as they used to be. It's getting harder every day to think of better things to say about what's going on around you and what's happening inside you. When it's time to change, you won't know how. It won't matter years from now. Now, I was introduced to that song through the Lagwagon cover on yeah. 98's Let's Talk About Feelings. I'll just play a, a few seconds of that. Pretty faithful cover. Not, not a whole lot going on there. That's a cool track. However, it's up against Suburban Home by Descendants absolute chainsaw right here <laughs> yes yeah exactly i mean this if songs were competing this would be in a top seed for me i love this track it might be my favorite descendants song i want to be stereotyped i want to be classified Yeah, but hey, that the chorus in uh, that Agent Orange song is beautiful. It's a great song. Those two lines, like that's a great turn. That's a great hook. I love that very much. But who are we fucking kidding? Descendants <laughs> all day, dog. All Let's day. Go. Yes. Uh, anything else to say about Agent Orange? That So that first song, Bloodstains, awesome. Cruising for a bruising music. That last one is like. Reminds me of like a 1987, like John's home movie. Like that's what the punk rocker would have listened to was that song. And it just sounds kind of like it doesn't hold up against a lot of their stuff and a lot of the other stuff we're talking about here. So, yeah, I mean, you could put it this way. Lagwagon does a very good cover of that song. Very true to form around the same time that they are playing festivals and shows with Descendants. Yeah. And it's like track seven, not a single. And Suburban Home is like. I don't know, like a perfect punk song. So sure. it's, that one's just pretty straightforward. Yeah. Hey, man, if you're into like, uh, you know, coffin cats, if you're a pompadour daddy, you know, like, hey, I understand your love for Asian Orange. That's cool. Give me necromantics. Give me horror pops. Give me that. Give me gun club. I understand, but sorry. Yeah. All right. Bad brains, bad religion, the bads. Here is Sailing On. Oh, dude. By Bad what Brains. The, let's go. <laughs> Yeah. 
That little doo-wop background ooh is really something. Come on. That song makes me want to grab someone and jump down the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Caution to the wind. Here's I Want to Conquer the World by Bad Religion, also from No Control. Hey, man of science with your perfect rules of measure. Can you improve this place with the data that you gather? Hey, Mother Mercy, can your lungs be improved forever? Is your fecundity a travel or a treasure? Now, I don't think I can be objective here between these two because I didn't grow up on bad brains and I did grow up on bad religion. So thankfully, I don't have to choose. You have to choose. Yeah, man, it was easy for me. Bad brains all day. But so bad religion, I kind of missed just because that buddy Kevin of mine. But uh, in this instance right here, I'm going to try and be objective. You could have that bad brain song without the lyrics and you would still want to jump through a plate glass window. Uh, Without the lyrics for Bad Religion, Bad Religion was very smart. That guy obviously went on to be like a fucking chemical doctorate or whatever. Mm -hmm. Actually, I I, I met that guy a bunch. Um, So I think that without the lyrics that are like, you know, espousing like, you know, a revolution and some anarchist doctrine, like that Bad Religion song doesn't hold up at all. So sorry, dude. I like it. Uh, quite a bit, but I also really liked hearing that Bad Brains track, and I am definitely not going to veto you. Thanks, man. Uh, I've actually talked about Bad Religion has come up on multiple uh, episodes and tournaments because they cover so many eras and different you know times of my life. We did a '90s punk one. It hasn't come out as the time at the time that we're recording this, but I did a 2004 Warp Tour one with my drummer oh, wow. Joe, and so they're on. So we're good. We don't have to talk about Bad Religion. Can I tell a uh, just a quick Bad Religion story, real quick? Yeah, please tell one. Uh, so obviously that Sublime song, "We're Only Gonna Die for Our Our Arrogance." Yeah, that was the cover. first. Yeah, yeah, great cover. So I lived in Ithaca, New York, and that's where Greg is it Gaffin or Greg Gaffin? Yeah. So he was teaching it if at Cornell University, or he was doing something at Cornell, the Ivy League school. Yeah. And I was playing a bunch of shows up there with my band Red versus Black, and there was a. Uh, we were always desperate to find like other punk rock bands to play with us. So I can't remember the name of the band, but they were like high schoolers, and they totally dressed like the Casualties and all that shit. And we were like, oh, we, you know, come play these shows with us. Like you're, you know, you're a punk band. We're a punk band. Let's play shows. So then at the end of the night, I'm selling merch. And that Greg guy wanders up to me and he gives me a hundred bucks just for our like hand printed CD. And I'm like, Hey, thanks man. Here's your change. And he's like, no, no, thanks for, uh, thanks for having my boy on. And I'm like, Oh yeah, they're great, dude. You know, it's like super important for us to have the kids involved and stuff. And, uh, and he says, yeah, yeah, I know, man. I used to be in a band too. I know what that's like. And I was like, Oh yeah. Where was your band? And he's like, Oh, we used to, you know, we were out of like California in the early eighties. And I was like, trying to evade it. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, so oh, did you know, uh, did you know D- Descendants? Did you ever play any shows with the Minutemen? And he's like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, you've heard of these bands? And he's like, uh, I was in Bad Religion. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up having his son's band play because his son was in this band. They played yeah. like three or four shows with us and he would always come yeah. and he would always give me a hundred dollar bill to buy. I think he bought our CD three times, the same CD, just because he wanted to support. So Yeah, super generous. They must have been on some kind of a hiatus or something for a while there. This was like 2006, 7, or 8. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or I mean, because they did they did O four Warp Tour with us, but I think you know at that point in their life they they got they all have kids and they're not touring all year long. So yeah, it's funny that he phrased it used to be. I I would just imagine at that point you're not anxious to get into conversations with the seven million Bad Religion fans across America who just will try and chat as long as they possibly can with you. So he he kind of sussed you out and and you. You know, you you proved it by mentioning actual bands that you loved that he was friends yeah, with. Yeah, because I told him I was like, we yeah, we love the Minutemen, and he's like, yeah, dude, I can tell you guys are a good band. So I think he like actually liked watching our band, but yeah, as much as he likes supporting his kids play crass covers, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right, Dead Kennedys, California Uber Alice. I am Governor Cherry Brown. I are smiles and never frowns. Soon I will. I got thoughts about that. But first, let's hear from the Circle Jerks. This is Live Fast, Die Young. I don't want to live till be 34. I don't want to die in a nuclear war. Go on out. Get the war. Go on out. The war, the war that doesn't make us score. I don't want to live till be 43. I don't like For me, this is more like, which one do I dislike less? <laughs> it's funny to hear like uh, the most pretentious man in punk rock, Jello's take on World War Three versus Keith. Yeah, Keith who, uh, Morris. Yeah, I think was just drunk and stoned to the bone and like you know pushing around on like a penny skateboard at this time. Both of them are like, you know, kind of insufferable later in their careers as well. After the bands sure. had kind of faded, they kind of share that. As much as I might not love DK, the the guitar tone in that is sick and mm-hmm. totally wipes the floor with that Circle Jerk song. Okay, so Dead Kennedys goes on. Yeah, song versus song, like they just win. I did listen to Group Sex a lot more than I listened to any DK. Sorry, Circle Jerks. The whole 80s, like, Reagan thing, there is a part of it that I think is super justified And I totally understand a pushback to the kind of Reagan Thatcher, we're just going to make this all about capitalism and consumerism. And that's obviously horseshit and does not actually make people happy. Um, And, you know, of course, the beginning of the war on drugs, which goes disastrously and and all that stuff. Um, But then there's also like a super alarmist and like very stupid strain of that Mm -hmm. in a lot of the 80s punk rock. That I just has not aged well for me and just seems very silly and overwrought. And that song is a pretty good example of that kind of less compelling strand of the Reagan critique. And it's hard for me to separate it out. But it's not like the Circle Jerk song is all that better. Just like, I don't want to get old and dumb. Okay. I mean, all right. Yeah. It's, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I think that you can make a much more compelling argument if you are the Circle Jerks in that because. When you listen to Jello sing that song, you want to punch him in the face because he's a fucking dork about it, you know? But uh, yeah, I got to uh, 
I gotta agree with you. Circle and jerks. that's from the first Circle Jerks record, so they're all quite young. I, I do, I like it when this stuff comes from a place of youth. Me too. It's, it's excusable. You can you can explain ex- it away. Yeah, it's expression. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. it's it's like a it's capturing a time and place and a stage of development in a way that I think can be quite valuable, even as we get older. All right, so goodbye, Circle Jerks. We're down to the final four, the Mount Rushmore of '80s punk. And hey, if you made this bracket and you just had to go in blind, I think all four of these bands should be right where they are. Yeah, I think Dead Kennedys maybe are in the weakest position, but like if you're just tallying up t-shirts at the punk show, you know, yeah. or patches on the on the jackets, black or flag stick and poke tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> stick and poke tattoos. Yeah. If you're tallying stick and pokes, black flag descendants, bad brains, and dead Kennedys, I and mean, you, you could do a lot worse than that. Yeah. And we've kind of like uh we've gotten through the the bands that were smart or the bands that were uh, surfy or the bands right. that were too dumb or too hard. Like these are just four representations of the closed fist that was hardcore. So yeah, I'm glad to see these bands. We've gotten to the core of hardcore, you might say. Yeah, um, for sure. Hardcore punk. All right. So Black Flag versus Descendants for Black Flag. <laughs> the next track up before TV Party is My War from oh, that fuck. album title track. Here we go. at the end there that this is bill stevenson in black flag he was not in black flag on damaged Mm -hmm. but the drumming that guitar riff there that that sounds like descendants and he's going up against himself descendants with my age 1982 milo goes to college yes yes and this is a song that he wrote actually as well bill wrote this song Sam, my absolute heart. What are you Dude. thinking? Oh man, that's I'm, that one's tough. When you do a live podcast, it's not like the same as doing a recorded podcast because you think you need to appeal to the people watching. So you're always trying to be funnier. You're trying to be a lot jokier. Yeah. And I am. I. I am. Um, I'm, I. My perception is colored because I know how much Black Flag means to hardcore. Mm-hmm. And I know that they are harder than the Descendants, mm-hmm. like definitively. But bro, but this is not about who's hardest. It's about which song is best. I, well, again, you, these are not the same metrics. These are different right. species of song. But it's funny that the same drummer and I don't even, did I don't know Stevenson might even have writing credit on that track. I'm curious. I'm gonna look that up. But anyway. yeah, I'll keep waxing poetic as you yeah. if you want to look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, 
I also know that that My War song, when they played it live, it was like eight minutes long and dirgy and got pretty boring. Whereas that Descendants song is never boring, dude. No. And that's that Descendants song is a tough one. So what, I can hear another song? Is that what you're saying? If you want, you still have your pinch hitter. So you can swap. Oh, no, you did that. You have your rain delay. If you want to not choose between these two songs, we can hear a fresh track from each band. I want to rain delay it, dude. Okay, rain delay it is. Uh, by the way, My War was written by Chuck Dukowski, bassist. Yeah, that's a total Chuck song. Yeah, uh, but you definitely hear Bill's, you know, fingerprints on it. Okay, so, so Bill hated tracks. Robo. Because <laughs> I know that just because I've hung out with Bill in Fort Collins and he the thought Robo was drummer. a hack. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's TV Party by Black Flag. Oh. TV Party tonight! We're gonna have a TV party tonight! Alright! We're gonna have a TV party, alright! Tonight! We've got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews. Everybody's gonna hang out here tonight! And that's up against Good Good Things from I Don't Want to Grow Up. Oh, what? No. I know. This no. is where this is where the fans come in and can kind of fuck things up. Oh no. Here's Good Good Things by Descendants. Oh no. I know a thing. No. Up in the air. It's not very far. I've been there before. Well, I know a thing. Okay, Milo should have never gone to college, <laughs> all right? <laughs> but I can make an argument here based on those two songs. Mm-hmm. TV Party is a goofball track that was so satirical of people who like TV that it sounded like they were actually like in favor of watching TV and getting drunk, yeah. all right? That Descendants song, which you can tell they got their hands on a replacement record, they got their hands on some Husker Du. Yep. I don't like the production of it, because it sounds so Minneapolis Midwest. Yes. But that song is better than TV Party. Oh, it's a better song. It's a better so song. It's not say, the best Descendants song. No, it's like, not. It shouldn't be their fourth biggest song from the 80s. Like up next, well, we'll, we'll see what's up next is they're, they're about to go through, right? Every, yeah, they're going through. Every okay. song on Milo Goes to College is better than that song, in my opinion. Basically but, everything, yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank God we had the rain delay. And I do think that once it gets, you know, uh, the opening kind of drums and vocal and that 80s production is kind of rough. But as it gets closer and closer to the chorus, I do think that their their pop songwriting chops are coming out. Lyrically, it's a better song than TV Party. It's almost big country-esque. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So thank God for Anything to say about Black Black Flag? Uh, SST, we emulated everything SST did. I mean, their music is great, but Greg putting out all those 
those seminal albums that meant the world to me and them really walking the walk and talking the talk. And, uh, you know, I just, again, like the way that Minutemen's music shaped me, Black Flag's work ethic, their whole thing about, I've often said, uh, I think it's in Get in the Van where Henry joins the band and then their first show I think is in Oklahoma City after they practice for like three months and mm-hmm. they get to Oklahoma City and there's like 12 people and Henry's kind of like being like a dick about it and like being a baby and being like, oh my God, we put all this work in, drove all this way, no one's here. And then Chuck takes him aside and gives him the tongue lashing of saying, look, these people came to see Black Flag. Yeah. We are going to give them Black Flag. It's not their fault that no one else came. Yeah. I think that's in uh, Our Band Could Be Your Life in that chapter yeah. as well. It's probably in both. I've said to other comics when I show up you know, to the show and there's nine people there, I've said, look, I'm giving them Black Flag. They came to see hmm. Black Flag. I'm not going to let the size of this crowd at all fuck with how I do my show. And guess what? I put a lot of fucking stink on those and leave it all on the field and the blood, sweat and tears. So, yeah, always give them black flag in anything you do. I love that, man. And that reminds me a lot of our first couple years of touring, especially that first year. And I think anybody who's, you know, yeah, toured as a comedian or musician or whatever um, can relate to that story and that approach. And, yeah, it's like you're there, you know, you drove all that way. And. Also, I will say that throughout all our years of touring and, you know, we got bigger shows, we got more support. We every single night met at least one person who had been to one of those early shows or yes, we bro. sold them our CD in a mall yes. or in the line at Warp mm-hmm. Tour. And we spoke to them personally and they came back four years later to see us open for fucking Hanson or whatever it was. Yes, And dude. like that, you know, that's just how it is. So that's really beautiful. You give them that show, and then next time they show up in that handmade T-shirt that you made with two of their friends, and the next time those friends bring three friends. Yep. From that one little seed you planted by not half-assing it because you're too good for this shit, it just it pays off in dividends. It's algorithmic. So, yeah, hell yeah, dude. That's cool. All right, Bad Brains versus Dead Kennedys. Now we get a different Bad Brains record, and we're going to hear Eye Against Eye. No. Sorry, that's what the fans have told us. And you've already used your pinch hitter. I know, I know. In a quest for the test, it's a feeling achievement. Everybody's always on it just to see yourself. Get the fuck out of the just going dead. Never stand on open hand to anyone else. Tell me your wife is after the line. Trying to make me up a piece about the USA. When the fuck in my mind, it's just a thorn here. Comprehend and overstand, I see the word of some. Mother, whatever, go against that breakdown yep versus police truck by dead kennedy yes okay cool tonight tonight that we got the truck we're going downtown gonna beat up the rocks y'all to the drive i'll bring the beer it's a late late ship no one to fear and ride ride i'll be ride and ride That's tough. No, it's not. That full whole fucking haunted hot rod bullshit does not speak to me. All right. <laughs> okay. I don't, yeah, the there's like cramps long, fans listening no who hate you right now. No, no, no. I love the cramps. 
Yeah. But the cramps did that. They kind of invented that sound. Right. All right. So the cramps can do what they want because they're sincere in it. This is DK just being a culture vulture. You know, it's like, I don't understand why people respect DK as much as they do, dude. I do not. I'd never got it. What percentage do you think is the logo? Because it's the best symbol logo probably for any of these punk bands. Oh, dude, their propaganda arm is amazing. Dead Kennedys coming out in the late 70s, early 80s. Like, that's a gnarly thing to say when two of them are dead. That rules. Uh, Yeah, their logo is great. All their songs being so politicized. That, like, insert they had of, like, the Rwandan genocide. Like, yeah, they're really good at cooking up some... uh, some discontent in uh, just being like shock jockey, you know, they're better aesthetically than they are as a band basically. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, I watched faces of death and thought it was groundbreaking, you know, like it's, it's gross. When I look back on it now, it's disgusting. So yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. DK goodbye. And you had a Cinderella story and you shouldn't have beaten TSOL. (laughs) Uh, They beat, they beat circle jerks who beat TSOL, but anyway, it doesn't matter. All right. So we are in the championship Round here, descendants. And it should it should have been Flag versus Bad Brains, like in a perfect Cinderella story. If you write this script up, it's Flag versus Bad Brains. It's East Coast versus West Coast. It's the progenitors of one versus the progenitors of the other. But yeah, you know what? Here we are. This is why you play the games, dude. So for Descendants, we are going to get Bikeage oh. from Milo Goes to College. Yes. Okay. All right. Running out of time again. Where did you go wrong this time? When your problems overwhelm you, go get drunk, it's party time. Take a quaalude, relax your mind, relax your body too. Run from your problems, but you'll never get away. No one's loving, and you wonder why. Sitting there with your mouth full of air, your eyes are clean, face is red. Who will I pick you up and use you for Take a breath after that. Up yeah. against Bad Brains Attitude. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, man, you know, I really, I, (laughs) it's tough for you. You're, you're going through something right now. Well, yeah, dude, I'm just like trying to figure out a way to frame this. But look, that bad brain song, when I think of hardcore, when I think of what it meant to me to listen to these songs when I was Mm -hmm. a kid, yeah, attitude is the song. I mean, that's my favorite bad brain song. And uh, look, dude. Maybe if Catalina, maybe if it was Catalina. Oh, Catalina's so good. We can play that before we're done. Maybe we could have a conversation about that. Kabuki Girl, we could have had a conversation even because that's just, it pulls on my heartstrings. But when you are going up against Coca-Cola, you cannot be store brand fucking, you know, uh, Mr. Mr. Soder. So yeah, dude, sorry. Sorry, Descendants. Bad brains. (laughs) Of course, bad brains. I think it's perfectly legitimate. And uh, definitely not going to veto you. Um, let's let's say, let's say Sayonara 
I want to see you tomorrow to the descendants by hearing Kabuki Girl. Yeah. I think you're uh, well within your rights. I actually really am becoming a Bad Brains appreciator through prepping for this and hearing them today. I really think um, they're going to have a bigger place in my kind of punk rock listening life. And I'm grateful for that. They're a rad band. No one sounded like Bad Brains. No one did that sound as good as Bad Brains. Uh yeah. And you know what? I've definitely sang along crying in the shower a lot more to the descendants, you know, yeah, yeah. Catalina, Bike Age, Kabuki Girl. I've definitely those have been the soundtrack to heartbreak for me in a lot of instances. But man, I mean, I, I, I don't know, dude. I think that if you have to pick one song you hear right before you die, might have to be fucking attitude, dude, because we do have that PMA. That's all we have is our positive mental attitude. I love that you're connecting it back to your childhood in that way. Like that's what kind of gets me stoked, you know, from a psychology angle and just thinking about the place that this music takes in our lives. Interestingly for me, that's descendants. Like they are closer to, you know, I'm coming of age, I'm becoming a young adult and you know, it, it triggers those sort of synapses, right? I don't know exactly the neurology behind it, but you know, it's got it's closer to having that place. For me, really, that's ultimately the Beach Boys. That's the band that gets yeah. me all the way back there. But the the stuff you were telling about your dad is so interesting that for you, some of this music is really from those very early years yeah. um, associated with those early childhood memories. Um, and I'm I'm so fascinated by that. Dude, bad brains to me is big chewy sweet tarts. Those big ones, the four pack uh-huh. that you get. It's just, it takes me to a time when there was no pain. You didn't realize the death was real. And you could just be really, really stoked on something sincerely with your friends because it was brand new. And then that opened the doors to a bunch of other brand new cool shit. And then eventually you're older and you're listening to Ty Seagal and you're listening to the OCs and you're listening to, you know, fucking Orb. And look, those band, there's a bunch of really great bands that come out now, but I think you can put Bad Brains against any band that people, like you can put Bad Brains, that first album, up against Idols. And yeah. you can make an argument for or why one's better than the or other. Something. Yeah. Oh, dude, they mop the yeah. floor with Turnstile. He's fucking crazy. Dude. <laughs> I do love idols. Yeah, man. And and for me, Descendants takes me back to I'm in my first car, which was yep. my mom's old Ford Explorer. I got my Case Logic, uh, you know, CD case with my disc man through the tape. Yeah. Uh, adapter and yep. I'm like this is from 1982 and it's yeah. this cool you know meanwhile you know my gateway drug is lag wagon and no use for a name and MXPX and all of that stuff yeah uh very cool very cool to revisit Dude, that descendants time and, take yeah. me back to Ryan Jancicock Parker Colorado waiting for someone to drop us off a case of Keystone light we're sitting out back we're smoking cigarettes his mom's asleep we're beneath her window it's just a time when like you're just you're reality testing. You're trying to figure out the, uh, you know, the schema for how you uh, you identify your place in the world. So, yeah, descendants rule. But I mean, dude, bad brains, bad brains are the number one all time first pick. They, they win. 
we never decided on a title. They're they're not the uh, they're not the Viscount of Van Odor. We we knocked that one out. What are we gonna what what title can we give them as the as the winners? Skinhead Stompers. Uh, <laughs> the the argument against racism for anyone with half of a brain. You know what I mean? Like. It, it must have been it was so cool to see all those guys with red laces showing up to shows in New York and Boston thinking that uh, they were the end all be all of tough. And then they're like, oh, I guess they're not all bad. You know how many dudes have said about bad brains and black people? I guess they're not all bad or they're cool. Like, dude, I, they're they're super, super important. That's the Lord's work right there, man. Whatever they are. I'm glad that they were out there. And yeah, they had some homophobic ideas later on and ideas about women, but still Mm -hmm. separate the art from the artist. Well, Sam, thanks so much, man. I'm not sure this is going to probably air in like May or June. So if people want to check out tour dates, where are they going? They go to samtalent.com, S-A-M-T-A-L-L-E-N-T.com. Listen to my podcast, Chubby Behemoth. Um, Buy my book off my website. Come see me live. All the all the all these bands we listen to today, a lot of them are in my work ethic and ethos and yeah, my idea of what like good performance should be. So, well, I'll be there next time you're in Seattle. And okay, uh, yeah, October probably Seattle. Okay, well, we'll hang then. Um, yeah, and thank you so much for doing this, man. This is a hell of a lot of fun. And I, I also just, of course, I loved kind of getting into that deep psyche stuff with your childhood and and uh, even all the DIY touring stuff is also really interesting to me. So yeah, we almost it. did two and a half hours. And I don't regret a minute of it. So thank you, dude. This was a blast. Thank you for having me. Name of your sex tape. Um, oh, uh, name of my sex tape. No, uh, no. Stur- that was my, like, you know, the uh, office did That's What She Said. And then on, was it Parks and Rec? Or oh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the joke was, rather than That's What She Said, it's Name of Your Sex Tape. And oh, okay. you said we almost did two and a half hours and I didn't regret a minute of it. That was <laughs> stupid little. <laughs> I think my sex my sex tape would be uh, shock and awe or stern but fair. <laughs> <laughs> we should have had a thing where you had to pick one of these hardcore punk song titles and that would be the name of your sex tape. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, geez. All right, well. Oh, hey, Dan, real quick. If you like all the bands you said you like, there's a band yeah. called Funeral Oration out of somewhere in uh, Scandinavia. And I think you'd really like them. They were contemporaries like 85 to 95. I don't, I don't know if you've heard of them ever, but they really- I haven't. No, I'll check yeah. it out. I think cool, you dig their shit, man. All right. Thanks so much, Sam. Appreciate it. Thank you.